Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what do you do when something or someone living or dead may be lurking in your house in the dark? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com or email us your audio file. You can send it to Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like our program, we are supported by you. So if you like it and you'd like to get access to our bonus material, bonus episodes every single week, we call them EPP, stands for Extra Podcast Person, bonus episodes, jam-packed with some of our best ghost stories that we get in, along with our archive, quite literally the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, our advanced episodes, and all of it with no ads, commercial-free, as we used to say in the world of radio. You get all of that uh, when you sign up to be an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's only $5 a month. You also get my uh, ebook and audio book, both of which uh, Amazon and Audible bestsellers. Uh, you get that for free as well. Those are like 15 bucks a pop if you were to buy them through Audible or Amazon. We include that uh, in your uh, your membership there. Uh, only five bucks. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of that. It's Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the show. Hi. Hi. What's going on in your world? Well, they are finally starting to build my treehouse. It's already standing. Yes, the treehouse of doom. <laughs> uh, the, well, I think that's what they always called like the Simpsons episodes. It was like treehouse of this or wasn't that like. I, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Every year it's it's treehouse of something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to call your treehouse? The treehouse of doom. <laughs> you going to stick with that? Even it's going to be real happy and and like cactuses on the wall and bright and cheery. Yep. But yeah, well, I know you're excited about that. I'm excited to do the giant mural. Yeah, you're going to paint a big one on the wall filled with what zombies and headless people and headless unicorns. Nope, nope, nope. It's just going to be one giant cactus. I already have a design. Okay, you made it. Yeah. All yours? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that'll be fun. We'll take some pictures and put them up on the uh, uh, the social media stuff once uh, once it's done. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I am. Any other additions other than a cactus? What else are you going to do in your treehouse? I might do some other painting stuff around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? Like, I don't know. Headless people? Zombies? No. Ghosts? No. Shadow people? No. Shadow animals? No. Okay. Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> zombie frogs no okay just checking uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us let's go to our first story of the day it says hello everyone i had a very scary experience happen to me when i was young i've only told one person about it but i felt the need to share my experience when i was around five years old my parents had bought a house the area where the house was located was around a very historical town when we all got settled and everything was like normal nothing out of the ordinary around six months my sister and i noticed something while we were playing in our room we were at the furthermost part of the room 
and right at the end was a closet that we were not allowed to use because it was getting renovated. We both heard the door start to open very, very slowly. We looked at each other and we both said it was probably nothing to worry about, but then it had shut so fast. We both ran out of there as fast as we could. We told no one and eventually we got over it. For years, we've had small experiences, but as we got older, we did not really worry about it and just brushed it off. But when I was 16, something happened that I will never forget till this day. I kept thinking about it. I gotten sick and had to stay home from school. My parents were at work and my sister was at school. I was completely alone. While I was in my room doing homework on my bed, I had the door wide open. I started to feel very anxious suddenly and went to reach for my water. I was on the bedside table when I felt someone staring at me. I looked at the door and as cliche as it sounds, I saw a girl around 10 years old, golden blonde hair wearing what looked like a blue dress. I felt everything happen in slow motion. We made eye contact and slowly she looked at me and opened her mouth and said to me, Get up, Mia. I felt myself go pale immediately and in the blink of an eye she was gone. I sat there crying for the longest and started to pray. I read the Bible and prayed until someone came home. I never told anyone of what happened. Three years had passed and my parents have decided to move because the house was getting old and hard to keep up with. Our last night there I had a dream. I was playing outside. I looked at my bedroom window and I saw her again. I yelled out to her, What's your name? And she answered back, Helen. That was the last time I ever saw her. I felt as if this was her way of saying goodbye. Okay, so I do just want to start off with, there's a book that actually is When Helen Comes. Mm -hmm. And I love that book. I sadly never got to finish it because I don't know how I lost it, mm -hmm. but I lost it. So that kind of does remind me of that book, When Helen Comes. It kind of does. Yeah. Little, little uh, reminiscent, but is it exactly the same? No. Okay, I didn't think so. We should get you that book again. Yeah, has we it, It's like never turned up. It has never turned up. And we've cleaned your room like thoroughly. Yeah. It's like it disappeared. Hmm. Hmm. We should take our ghost hunting equipment and look, see if something. No. <laughs> no gut. No ghost hunting equipment is going in my room. Yeah, we don't bring that stuff into the house. Yeah. Yeah. We but. only do it. We only um, use it in the office. Yeah. The office is possessed as hell. And yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're not going to. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting if it ever does show up inside of a wall. Wouldn't that be creepy? Like we renovate something someday and then there's the book in the wall. Yeah. That'd be like, okay, our house might be possessed. I don't know how that would happen, but um yeah, but speaking of which, there's uh, there's stuff I've put in other walls of other houses when we've left them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, not, not really when we left them, but when we were renovating some houses, when we were like adding some stuff, I would like write weird messages. <laughs> like what? Uh, like Annabelle was here and things of that nature. Like, and I'd write it like in reverse too, so people were like, "What is this?" And they get a mirror and look at it, and oh my god. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah. Just, just fun things where someday someone will, will will open up that wall for renovation and be like, "What is this?" Like get the holy, get the holy water. Exactly, exactly. It'll be great. Somebody will have a, a wonderful surprise. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Our next letter says, "Hello, everyone. I am writing in uh, one of a few paranormal events that have happened to me. This story takes place in 2010, 2011. My sister Minnie." 
roommates Rosie, my son, and myself move into a two-bedroom apartment in Las Vegas. The first thing I noticed when moving in was the weird vibe in the place, especially in the hallway where the bedrooms and bathroom was. The very odd thing we noticed was that at night we would hear footsteps walking back and forth above us. What was weird is that we lived on the second floor and there was not anything above us. The second event was a few months after moving in, Rosie and myself went out shopping and left the apartment door unlocked because we had lost the key and we had not gone to get a replacement yet. My sister was not home and my son was at his dad's house, so the apartment was left empty. We came back a couple hours later to find the door locked. Rosie and I assumed that my sister had arrived home and just locked the door. We knocked for a couple of minutes and calling out her name until finally the door unlocked and opened halfway. Rosie and I looked at each other like, well, that was rude. Thinking my sister was in a bad mood, we came and went to look for her, but she was not home. The apartment was empty, just like we had left it. We clearly heard when the door became unlocked and we saw the door open halfway, but no one could have opened it. The third event was one night my son and I were sitting in the living room and my son asked for his popcorn. The popcorn was inside our room on top of this old school TV that looks like a box. That's what TVs used to look like. I uh, told him to get in uh, or to, to go get it from the uh, top of the TV, and he kept insisting that I go get it for him. I told him no, he can go get it. It's reaching distance for him. He was three. Finally, he turns around facing the hallway and asks, Can you get my popcorn? I asked him who he was talking to. He said, The man. Don't you see him? He has a gun in his hand and bloody hands. Obviously, I didn't see what he said. He was seeing, so I told him not to talk to that man. I went to get his popcorn. The final event was a month before we moved out. We had a six-month lease, and we did not want to renew it. On this day, I had gone to buy my son clothes for the spring-summer. I had a friend come over and asked her to come to my room so I can show her the clothes, the same room the popcorn was in. In my room, on one side of the room, I had this old-school TV. On top of the TV, I had left a perfume bottle. On the other side, I had my bed, so my friend was sitting on the bed while I was shower showing her the clothes and all of a sudden the perfume bottle that was on top of the tv flies across the room and lands next to us no way this bottle could have just fallen off and made it across the room a month later we moved out from this place these apartments are on a road that's said to be a haunting place in las vegas whether or not this may have contributed to it i don't know also my sister has had things like this happen to her all the time Maybe there's something attached to her and living there made this event happen. This is my story. Hopefully you like it and we'll be writing more in soon. A man with a gun standing in front of a child. The child asking, can you get my popcorn? <laughs> How would you react? I would be like, what the hell? You wouldn't be like, please add extra butter. You, you just... <laughs> I would be like, I would be like, can you please add extra butter and extra cheese with that too? And then realize, what the hell? Yeah, I, I don't know how I would, re I, I know I would not be reacting well to that if I saw that. But that's really disturbing. And one of those bizarre things that when your child tells you something like that, uh, you wouldn't know how to react. I mean, I, I know if like someone's like making things up, I can tell that pretty easily. But the... If you believe it's sincere, that would be really freaky, especially if you don't see it yourself, like as the parent. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cr creepy. Yeah, I would grab my child, grab the holy water and just 
literally just dump buckets of it around the house. Like, mm -hmm. get out of my house. Well, you got to, I mean, that's, yeah, it's just disturbing. I mean, it was, I mean, I, the only thing I can relate to is like when you told me you were in a spaceship that caught on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> you were two. You were brushing your teeth. And all of a sudden you just stopped brushing your teeth and said, Dad, I died. What? And Dad, I'll try and do the Harper voice of Dad, I died. What do you mean you died, honey? Tell me, tell me about that. I didn't dismiss you. I wasn't like, no, you didn't. I, I, but I did explain him. I, I did say, Harper, you're, you're right here. You're with me right now. You didn't die. No, Daddy. I died. Died in a fire. Okay, tell me about that. I died in a fire. It was. It was in a. It was in a. What, how did you say it? You said it was a um, spaceship. Well, you said spaceship, but um, but you used like a technical term, which was like weird. I mean, it was accurate, but it was weird that you knew it at too. Um, like capsule or something. I, I forgot what you said. Space uh, capsule. Something like that, and um. You really weren't into space or anything, nor had you really learned about anything about space either. Um, and you're like, it caught on fire, and we couldn't get, we couldn't escape, and I died. And then you just kept brushing your teeth, and you're like, let's sing a song. <laughs> and then we, you know, I put you to bed, and <laughs> we sang like <laughs> Ghostbusters or something. Um, but you said that to me a couple times over the course of a few weeks, and then never again. And then I asked you about it. A little bit later and you had no memory of ever saying anything like that what yeah the heck it was weird it was no, weird no kidding no kidding it was weird so i don't know if you were an astronaut in a past life and your spaceship caught on fire i mean that has happened people have died yeah, exactly the, as you described yeah the challenger that was one yeah there's a couple others too that were like that but I think I even like I I I did after that because I was kind of curious. I found some pictures of Challenger and like the crew, and I showed them to you. And I said, "Do you recognize any of these people?" And you were like, "No," because I was wondering. I'm like, "Well, is she somebody from that ship?" Because there was a there was a female teacher that was on there. There was I think another one too. Um, and um, but I mean, I don't know with past life stuff. I don't know if like you stay the same, you know, if you're a boy that you stay a boy or a girl and you're a girl, if, if that's how that works. I mean, I suppose it could be anything if, if that's possible, but, um, possibly even be rad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but it was, um, it was strange. No you, kidding. You, it was strange. And you have no recollection of any of it. Do you? <laughs> no, not really. It's probably good. It's probably a good thing. I don't think, I mean, if I don't think I'd want to have that memory if you have it, you know, because it's like, that'd be really traumatic. That'd be a horrible memory to have. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, there you go. Uh, I can't wait to have when you have kids and what they're going to tell you. God. 855-853-4802. Uh, Our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi. Hi, my name is Tiana Rodriguez. I'm from Munford, Tennessee. I actually have two small shortish stories so one time i think i was like in middle school i was sleeping upstairs in the middle room by myself and my dad worked a night shift and it was just me and my mom at home well one night i'm sleeping and i could hear her like walking in the hallway upstairs and then she opened my door 
and all I could see is like her silhouette. But this is the strange part. I could like smell if that makes sense. But she just took a shower, and I could tell by the silhouette that her, her like hair was wet. So me being half asleep and in middle school, I'm just like, oh, she's my mom. I like kind of questioned. I was like, what are you doing? She was just like, I'm just kissing you goodnight, baby. You know, just you know, being being a mom. And she comes over and she kisses me on the forehead, but I should shut my eyes again because it's like I'm half asleep. I don't even know why she was taking a shower. I didn't question it. So she kisses me and just walks back out. So the next morning I go downstairs to like question her. I'm like, why? Like, what was up with that? And she's like, she had no idea what I was talking about. She was like, um, I didn't take a shower last night. I wasn't upstairs last night. And I could clearly see that, you know, her hair wasn't freshly washed or anything. So I was just like, well, that was weird, and I, I don't think I was dreaming. I mean, possibility, yeah, but I'm pretty positive I wasn't. Like, you know when you've woken up from something and you're trying to go back to sleep and everything was very vivid. I don't know. I'm just saying I really don't think it was a dream. And then the second time was I was upstairs, and my little sister was home, and she had work. I was in college, and she was in middle school now at this time. And so I would usually take her to school on my way to the community college. And one morning, you know, or one night, she uh, slept with me in my room because we're really close. And I woke up the next morning, but it was weird. I wasn't scared. The way I woke up was someone kind of, like, tapped me like very softly like I almost couldn't feel it but I know someone was like tapping me and it sounded like my grandmother and she was just in a very soft voice was just like Tiana you need to wake up wake up Madison's going to be late for school specifically said it's 720 and just very like Tiana wake up and I wasn't scared because it was a warm feeling like I didn't I don't know it just sounded like someone was just waking me up I didn't I wasn't scared I wasn't worried or anything and it sounded like my grandma my late grandma and the reason I say that is because she had a very like Disney princess soft tone to her voice she had a very distinctive voice but it wasn't like creepy high-pitched snow white it was just like I don't know just very soft spoken very light and she was just Tiana come to wake up it's 720 and again maybe I was dreaming it but I popped up, realized I didn't set my alarm the night before, and I said, Madison, wake up. I said, what time is it? I think you're late for school. And she looked at her phone, and I swear to God, she said, oh, my God, it's 720. She threw her phone down and got dressed, and that's when I sat there, and I was like, no. Like, that was that was a little bit of a coincidence. So, yeah, those are two stories. Those are, like, my shortest stories. So I figured I would just fit them in for my first time calling. I'm a really big fan I've been listening to y'all for about four years, and I became an EPP now for about two years, and I've been wanting to call in, just haven't done it yet, so I figured this was a good first-time call-in, so let me know what you think. Thank you. Bye. Well, um, it just sounds like a friendly ghost just trying to help out. He did. It seemed fairly positive. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was anything horrible or anything like that, but uh, certainly uh, an experience to be remembered, uh, which obviously it was. Yeah, no kidding. So thank you for sharing uh, that one with us. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your 
experiences with us. Let's get another caller. Hi, you are on the air. All right. Well, I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I got to say I'm a pretty big fan. And uh, I I know I wanted to uh, start off telling a little story, Um, something short, something quick. You know, growing up, I was told never to mess with things. You know, my family, they're pretty religious. And uh, I've been told they've had some stories themselves and experiences. Um, My grandma on my mom's side, she was doing a seance with my aunt. And uh, at one point, she was possessed by some friendly ghost or spirit, whatever it may be. Um, and they looked it up and whatever they were told, uh, it happened in real life. And it was one little like scary experience. Um, my grandparents, they did a Ouija board and, uh, their table had lifted up and flown across the room. Some crazy. And, you know, growing up, I was, I was always a little afraid of them, but I wanted to have an experience of my own. Um, I wanted to get a Ouija board, but, you know, being a kid, I couldn't just like order one and, you know, my parents, they didn't want me to get one. So my buddies were over one night and we're like, why don't we just make one? So we get like a little piece of cardboard, put a bunch of letters on it. Yes, no, the whole deal. You know, we lift it up, copied it down on this little piece of cardboard and, you know, we are just playing around with it. And we go into the middle of the cul-de-sac, which is like up a hill. And we get for the planchette, we got like one of those laundry soap caps. And we were using that. And so we're just sitting there. It's probably like 10 uh, at night. And we're just kind of waiting for something, hoping something happens. Um, And what happened was literally nothing. You know, nothing was going on. We just thought, oh, you know, it's bogus, whatever. And my friend, he decides to kick it over. Because, you know, we're just kids. We just kick it over. Within a matter of three to five seconds, the street lamp goes off. And... We all just kind of like looked at each other in shock, run inside, tear it up. And, um, you know, we looked up, you're supposed to tear it apart into seven pieces, burn it, whatever. Um, We just threw it away. So for the rest of my life, from that point, I'd be walking down the street at night uh, and whenever I'd get close to or underneath the street lamp, it'd turn off. And not every single time, but a lot of the times when I get close to a street lamp, it just turns off. And uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on, you know, what that could mean or if it's just some sort of weird coincidence. Um, You know, I'm a see-it-to-believe-it person, but as much as I haven't seen, I really do want to have my own experience in something a little bit more scary. And I know it sounds like a little dumb, but uh, 
being a teenager. I feel like I do want my own story. Well, I appreciate you guys for listening, putting this on your show. And like I said, I just want to hear you guys' thoughts. Have a good day. The grandparents with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. <laughs> Where they're open to having one and they're just using it? Yeah. Yeah. What would, you, what would your reaction be if uh, grandma and grandpa were like, and we brought some games, Jenga, Scrabble, and Ouija? Like, you ain't summoning anything tonight. <laughs> so if you were if you had peer pressure going on what if what if you were there and like some of your friends someday when you were a little bit older were like we have a Ouija board what would you do like get, choose your own adventure get the hell out well you might plan to be a little more nice about it but you might be like it's a Ouija board you summon things with it so you wouldn't participate I would not participate and I would get that out of my house well, good I'm raising you right <laughs> it's good to know push them out my treehouse <laughs> No, you don't push anybody out of your treehouse. That's even if they have a Ouija board, even if they're possessed, you don't do that. Even if they're possessed, it's a liability. You get out of there. Yeah, because they can they can knock you can knock the demon out of them if they fall to the ground. And then they're like, you knocked me out of your treehouse. So no, you never know. You you, you get out of your treehouse and let them be possessed in the the treehouse. No. Well, they'll be fine. They'll tear apart my treehouse. Well, you can't push anybody out of the treehouse, even if they're possessed. That's No, you can't. That's a rule. No pushing possessed people off of the treehouse. Okay? These are life lessons. We have to stick with them. Okay? You can teach your kid that someday, too. You'd be like, we don't push possessed people off off of the treehouse. We just get out of the treehouse very fast. Why would they be in my treehouse? I don't know. I've never had a concept of having a possessed person in a treehouse. Should we have like a little, like, you know, where people like have fire extinguishers in glass cases? Should we have like a thing of Holy water, like in a glass case up there, just in case. Yep. You can like do an exorcism on someone in your train. Yeah, okay. Hang on, hang on. Remember, this was like months ago, but like when it was like 50% off, like it was something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, there was like a big sale going on. Okay. And like we searched up holy water. Yeah. <laughs> And somebody is trying to sell holy water on Amazon, but they're, but they're selling it like as drinking water, which is weird. They're like it's it's water from I don't know where they said it was from, but no, it's like, the, no, the cereal, the cereal, the cereal that we found. Come on, search it up, search it up on Amazon. What are you talking about, cereal? <laughs> I don't know, but there's like this cereal that it's like make your shits go faster. What? Like this constipation cereal. A constipation we- <laughs> cereal? I don't remember that one. Look, just search I don't want to look it up. That, yes. No, I'm, that, that's going to be my search history. And then everything in the house is going to start suggesting constipation cereal for me. <laughs> no. It's like, you might like constipation cereal. Like, <laughs> what? I just remember looking up the holy water and it was like bottled water, but it was like suggested for drinking. And you know, it's just like, like. Chuck in like Paducah, Kentucky is just, you know, putting water in a bottle and a cross on it saying, holy water. Paducah, Kentucky? We've actually driven through Paducah, Kentucky. It's been my go-to town when I'm like just trying to pick up some random small town sounding city. I've just always like said Paducah, Kentucky. And then one day we were on a road trip and suddenly it's like, you're now entering Paducah. And I'm like, no what? kidding. 
And surprisingly, Paducah is larger than I expected it to be. And it's actually kind of a pretty little area. I had, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. So anyway. Paducah, um, Kentucky. Paducah, Kentucky. It exists and it's not a bad little town. It really is. I, I can picture where you turn in there. There's like a big old um, Chick-fil-A sign. No, it's not a Chick-fil-A <laughs> sign. It's like a, a big, um, I, I don't want to say it's a plantation house, but it's it's like, it's a big old, old maybe it was at one time. It wouldn't be surprising at all but it's like right on it's in town now i can imagine at one time it wasn't in town but it's this old giant house that they've restored and i can picture driving into it but yeah it's it's not a bad little area driving in into it not into the building into town (laughs) so that's that's paducah paducah we probably have listeners there so there you go paducah kentucky it's a fun it's just a fun word to say Paducah, you know? Paducah. Yeah, so there you go. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and help keep this show on the air. Again, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.